Welcome to Brewing Through the Multiverse. Welcome to episode one of Brewing Through the Multiverse, the show where we talk about magic over some cold beers. I'm your host, Troy, and this is my co-host, Mike. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> well, what, what beer did we have here, Mike? Well, today, for the first, we are going to be having my favorite, Equilibrium from Middletown, New York. Um, this beer specifically is their Wavelength. It's an uh, IPA. One of the best, one of the smoothest. They're known for their triples, their doubles, but sometimes you just need a classic IPA. So I brought the best for our first. Absolutely. You know I love EQ as well. Um, I don't know if I've had this one before, though. Uh, yeah, it's, they make it pretty frequently. It's definitely not there all the time, um, but one of their best, in my, in my opinion. Clean and bright enough to where you could drink more than one, but still full of flavor. They got that EQ juice going on. I know uh, a couple of the other ones that I've had from them and that, that I like a lot um, are uh, Mimosa and uh, Photon. I think uh, Photon in particular is kind of one of my favorites. It's a, it's a lighter... Um, it's one of, one of their less alcohol content beers, but one of, one of my absolute favorites. Absolutely. I'd have to say straight out of the laboratory is my favorite. It's their triple. It's a lot, but. I think uh, I, I probably had a taste of that with you at some sure. point before. Um, all right. So, you know, let's uh, let the listeners know kind of what we're all about here. Uh, first off, we just want to. You know, let you know that we're we're from uh, we're both from North Jersey originally. We've known each other for a long time. Uh, Mike Mike was trying to get me into magic for like over a decade, and I was a little resistant on it. But I finally gave the game a shot, and I just you know absolutely fell in love with it a couple of years ago. Um, when did you start playing, Mike? Uh, so I officially got into paper magic uh, when Ma- uh, Magic Origins was released. I honestly, I think that's 10 years ago, maybe a little longer. Uh, I always played uh, Duels of the Planeswalkers on the Xbox. I always had fun with it. When I was a kid, I remember having some cards. Um, But Magic Origins is when I was given my first deck, and I really got into it. The rest was history. What was kind of the, the, uh, you know, um, what was the thing about that set? Like, what theme? Or whatever. Uh, so it explained the origins of the Planeswalkers. So there's flip cards uh, for Liliana and Jace and Chandra and Nyssa. And it was, uh, I think Gideon was the other one. And it, I don't think it was a set so much as it was that I had walked into this card shop. Um, and this guy there was super nice, gave me a free deck to come play on a Friday Night Magic. Uh, that was so inviting. I showed up and I played, and I remember I liked the deck, but wanted to change it up. And so then I had to wait to the next week to try my version of the deck to realize it sucked. Um, and then you know, just uh, just tinkering from there. So really cool. Um, and uh, the set uh, that I, I really got into. Well, to be honest, I uh, I started um, right right around Caldheim uh, and uh, Sturxhaven. But I, I was kind of, you know, as soon as I got into it, I knew that the uh, first D&D set was going to be coming out, the uh, Adventures in the, in the Forgotten Realm. Yeah. And I was uh, pretty hyped on that. I uh, haven't really played D&D myself before, but I've always thought it's a, it's a cool, uh, you know, IP. And um, I really got into that set altogether. I mean, that, that set just had... Such cool cards. Um, uh, some, some of my favorites still. I would yeah, say. yeah de- definitely a great set. I, re- I remember when you contacted me to tell me uh, that you fell in love. You know, you're, you're a little, you know, you were searching it early. And then one day you're like, hey, man, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Let's I think the, play. I think the, uh, the, the really the jumping off point, as a matter of fact, uh, was I, I sent you a, a picture of like a. You know, I had a, all, all these new cards I had picked up. I, I went to a card shop and I dug, dug through their uh, their dollar bin or whatever. And, I, you know, I had, had uh, snagged, honestly, probably about like 100 cards. Uh, really not knowing what I was uh, looking at, but just uh, looking at all the really cool art 
and uh, that's kind of when I when I really fell in love. And then uh, I had them all spread out on a table, and I, I sent you a picture of them. And uh, I remember your response was, was, "Where did you get all of those beautiful magic cards?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you probably are the biggest treasure hunter I know of. I, I know you love the dollar bins and I like digging, digging through crates for sure. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, yeah. and you you've showed me some real winners you know Zika's chariots and everything that you're getting yeah dirt cheap find out of nowhere yeah yeah for sure so how about now what what are you playing now what are your favorite decks who who do you identify in the multiverse um well you know i i like uh honestly the the favorite thing i think for both of us right is uh playing commander really uh yeah you know, with our, our little, our little group, our, our pod or whatever, but I, you know, um, when, when we don't get the chance to do that, which honestly is, I, I don't know if we're, we're lucky if we get to do it maybe more than once a month, generally, I would say. Um, but, uh, you know, I, when, when we don't get to do that, I'm definitely on arena a bunch playing, uh, mainly standard, but, uh, recently with the, new uh lord of the rings set i just got into alchemy really and uh i gotta say i i mean you know uh that's the format that every everybody's been hesitant to to get into i i really haven't enjoyed it too much uh you know especially not feeling like the uh i like what they do as far as far as having digital only cards and not printing them in paper but as I've been playing this Lord of the Rings set on there, I've barely seen any digital-only cards. Whatsoever. I agree. I, I very much agree. I think there wasn't really a need to play Alchemy. Listen, it's cool that they're, you know, altering these cards and changing powers and making... It's cool, but it hasn't been enough of a change or that interesting to actually go play Alchemy when Standard's in such a good spot. But... Now with Lord of the Rings, there's a good reason to go play Alchemy. Yeah. And uh, I've, I've been playing it also. Yeah. What, what's your build? Uh, well, it's, it's similar. It's honestly somewhat similar to what I've been playing just in standard. Um, and uh, I, I really play, I play Abzan colors a lot, um, kind of no matter what format we're talking about. But I, you know, right, right now in standard and alchemy, uh, you know, what, one of the best cards with those colors is definitely going to be Thalion the Gitrog Monster. Mm. Um, Killer card, so much value on a, on a four drop. First strike, death touch, and you get the extra land drops. And and there's more. And there's more. We don't even have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't have. We don't have to t- tell you, everybody. Uh, you you know what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's almost impossible to kill with combat damage. It has yeah. to be removal. Yeah, that goes it's got to be removal. Basically, so. yeah. I mean, if they've got flyers, they can you know zoom right over you. But uh, yeah, but, but you don't want. You don't want to get hit by that, you know. You don't want all the triggers to happen. So yeah, it's, it's yeah, that's true. You gotta you gotta hold blockers too. Yeah, uh, it's a problem if you if you're facing Thalion the Get Rock Monster. But I like playing that card with uh, Augur of Autumn, uh, letting you play get those extra land drops off the top of your library, and then yeah. uh, you know, uh, obviously, if you got the uh, creatures with uh, three different powers, then you can uh, cast creatures as, as well with Augur of Autumn. But I, uh, there's a bunch of other good cards from the Lord of the Rings to mix in if you're playing Alchemy. Um, let's see. I mean, Rosie Cotton, Delighted Halfling. Um, Rosie Cotton, yeah. Witch King of Angmar. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I am playing one copy of that in the deck, actually, nice. as well. I mean, obviously, you know, you got to get there with the, the five mana. You don't want to, you know, have uh, three of those in your opening hand. <laughs> yeah but i uh, um yeah that that card usually i feel like when i drop that on the battlefield i uh, it takes uh you know my, my opponents uh i you know sit there for like two three minutes reading that card and realize in realizing what i just put down <laughs> yeah or they don't read it and they get very surprised when yeah. they swing and it becomes indestructible <laughs> and they have to sacrifice a creature yeah. and you tempted it's yeah, so good. that's my favorite when they don't read my card and yeah. just fall right for it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, so, that's cool. What What about you? What are you playing in? Uh, you know, on arena, I guess basically. Uh, so uh, I have been playing the alchemy. I built a blue green elves scry deck. 
um, where it's just scry as many times as you can. Every time you're scrying, you're putting 1-1 one, one counters on your elves, and you know the elves are letting you draw cards. And uh, Just because I like the synergy, it was fun in Sealed, it was fun in Draft. I like those elves and what they do, so I built it in... Uh, nice, and it's uh, Simic? Yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, what, what are... Like one or two of the the you know banger cards in there. Uh, so it, probably Elrond, Lord of Rivendell. Uh, it's whenever he enters or another creature enters the battlefield under your control. Scry one. If this is the second time this ability resolves this turn, the ring tempts you. Um, so it's just to get those Scry triggers. Um, uh, every time it triggers, there's a few uh, green elves that is when, that when it um, it is that the uncommon. No, that's oh yes, that is the uncommon one. Yeah, yeah, the mono blue one, two and a blue. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I also I have to say there's a green uncommon Elrond as well, but uh, not positive. I know they like for a lot of those, uh, you know, central characters in uh, in Lord of the Rings, they they printed uh, several different copies. Yeah, of... there's there's also Elrond Master of Healing, which is two green blue. And that's the one where whenever you scry, put a 1-1 one, one counter on each of up to X target creatures where X is a scrying, uh, the number of cards looked at while scrying this way. Um, and then whenever a creature you control the 1-1 one, one counter on, it becomes the target of a spell of her ability. So if an opponent tries to get rid of one of your big old elves, you may draw a card. Uh, so Elrond is great in every way throughout this deck. And uh, he's got one green mana sorcery that lets you scry three and then reveal the top if it's a creature, put it to hand. That allows you to put three one one counters on creatures, scry three, and get a creature to hand when Elrond is out. Is that from this scent? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's a one mana green card. I could find it, but uh, that yeah, that's been good. It. And then other than that, my standard decks um, that I've also been playing is the Mardu Breach, where you know cemetery tampering to get the breach going. Right. Yeah, you were talking uh, about that. Yeah, that and, that's a... yeah, and then a little bit of haste tribal because. New Capenna is still in standard, so I got to take advantage of <laughs> that's that. That's been a new thing for a while, for sure. I mean, Haste Tribal is is good, and if you got the uh, you got the right matchup, or you know your opponent has the wrong matchup, you know, forget about it. <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, that that one mana spell is uh, nope, not many partings. Never mind. Don't worry about it. Uh, many partings is a good card though. That's that I. Uh, uh, one mana green. It, I don't know if instant or sorcery uh, lets you search your library for any basic. Yeah, the sorcery, and you get that food token. And you get a food token. So yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah. But uh, how about your commander decks? What are, what are your staple commander decks? What are you doing, uh, commander these days? So I, uh, the Kethis deck that I've been working on is is uh, probably kind of my it, it's it's my love child you know it's my uh, <laughs> it's my baby but I uh, um you know I'm still uh, hope, hopefully on on Sunday this Sunday it's supposed to be the uh, the first uh, time that I, that I'm gonna be able to play it in its newest iteration and uh, I think it's gonna be a killer man. Yeah. I've been playing it. I, I have it built on Arena too, and uh, I've been uh, kind of, um, you, you know, gearing up that way. And uh, it's it's been doing pretty well, actually. Um, Historic Brawl. I also oh, don't typically necessarily do that well with on Arena, but uh, th this build is probably uh, one of the decks I've done the best with. There's a lot of uh, good cards from the new set from the Lord of the Rings one that fit right into that deck. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to play against, uh, playing against that deck of yours. Yeah. Well, uh, it's definitely your play style. So. De depending on what we do, if we end up doing a you know, two-headed giant, then um, uh, you could play uh, elves too. And I got some, some stuff in there that uh, would probably fit right in with a uh, uh, coat of arms. If we both have a bunch of elves out okay. and I play coat of arms, that. <laughs> <laughs> Come so, on, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, so all right, so I gotta tell you my elf commander deck story. Uh, uh -oh. I bought <laughs> I bought the blue green precons deck. You know, I, I, I sent you the picture of it all laid out. I'm, I'm outside, I'm shy, you know, I'm sleeving it all up. Yep. It's a beautiful day. I got my beer poured. I send you the picture, it's a beautiful day. Not five minutes later, did a breeze come 
And I covered my cards. I'm not losing any cards to the wind. But it knocked a box into my beer, right. which poured over my entire commander deck. Right. Dude, my whole deck was so <laughs> floating with beer on my playmat. Uh, I, lo- I definitely lost some cards from the deck. I, all my sleeves are sticky. I still have to re-sleeve them. I had to reorder some of the cards just to get them in for... So I, it, Guess it what? ruined Guess my what? whole deck. No, no, no. We're, we're 100% fine because you know I bought that deck as well. <laughs> it's not the one that... We're, we're planning on... Uh, uh, the four of us on Sunday, we're, we're planning on uh, playing the pre-cons uh, uh, just as they are yep. uh, against each other, right? So... I'm playing the halfling one, the Abzan one. That's right up, you know, my play style. Yep. And I have, come on, man. You can just play the the uh, copy of that deck that I have. It's still in the sealed. Oh, it's in the goodness. plastic sealed. So we're, we're, we're golden, man. We're, A lifesaver. We are golden. Thank you. I, I was almost <laughs> in tears watching. Because I also, I had just laid out all of my foil full art Lord of the Rings lands. And they were all, they were all floating and curled. I, I lost a lot of cards that way. Thank God all of my collector's pack pulls were in a box next to it yeah. that didn't get touched. But I, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. So. Well, you know, it happens. So, so um, don't play with magic cards outside. That's <laughs> really what it comes down to. It, nine times out of ten, it's a problem. You know what? It, it, I will agree. Nine times out of ten, it, it, it's an issue. But sometimes just such a beautiful day out uh, that, you know, you, you, you just got to risk it, you know? Nope, never again. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, uh, get take take your uh, lo- lowest uh, value commander deck out there. Yeah, Don't right. take your thousand dollar commander deck out. Yeah. Take your take your uh, fifty dollar one out that you barely upgraded or didn't upgrade. At all. Oh, the worst thing I ever did was uh, I was playing with my fully foil foiled out Liliana deck, and I had Lily of the Veil promo foil out, and I knocked the beer over, and it. Oh, it but. That deck was double sleeved, so nice. there was absolutely no damage nice. to the card. I, that was uh, the greatest. Yeah, double sleeve only if it's expensive cards. That's funny. You know, I hear uh, I've never double sleeved a deck honestly, I, and I hear mostly um, I, that it's too much. It, it makes your deck too fat. But uh, who, who knows? Some people might like it. Yeah, absolutely. That was the only deck I ever double sleeved. Um, it was a very very expensive deck. Right. It, it was. All foiled. It had all the masterpieces. It was, it was my love child there. Yeah. So, but you, you have to protect it when it's multiple thousands. You got to protect. It. Yeah, uh, definitely. definitely double sleep. But it, it is. It's a nightmare to shuffle. It's, it's unruly. <laughs> so, but so, uh, what are you trying to get out of your commander decks? When we sit down to play, what what's your goal? What makes you feel like you did commander that day? <clears throat> Uh, have fun, cast something cool, cast something unique, you know, um, I'm not, you know, I, we, we all kind of play to win, right? But I, I think, you know, as I, is the conversation at the commander table sometimes like what, what really, what, what sort of makes you feel like you won the most, uh, sometimes it's not even winning the game so much as like, you know, just casting that that thing that you know maybe has a big uh, up impact on the game. You know, I uh, not not even you know it doesn't have to be just your just your board wipe or whatever. I guess kind of the card that's uh, that I'm thinking of at the moment that you know I may or may not have in a deck is uh, emergent ultimatum. Oh, okay, you yeah. know that's gonna have a pretty big impact, even if other people have some good stuff out. Uh, if you got a lot of stuff in your graveyard, then, you know, if it's late game, you got a ton of stuff in your gra- graveyard, you got half your deck in there. Right. Um, yeah. I, I like that card because it's, uh, it'll be different every time. Every time you cast that, mm-hmm. it's only as good as the, uh, you know, what's happening in the game. And it, it keeps it fresh every time it's cast, even though it is a super powerful card. It's yeah. not. You know the same thing, and not. I don't think that's any sort of like real expensive card. It might be like a dollar or two. Yeah, no, and I, you know, the prohibitive of the mana value of it with everything. You right. Know, so it's yeah, not a lot of people are casting that. I forget. Uh, I I don't know if it's like seven or eight mana, um, something like that. I think, but it's uh, all colored pips, I believe. So that's kind of the big challenge with it too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
you know, you in a world where we're doing soul rings and you know all of this generic yeah. data to help. Bring yeah. It. You know, honestly, I've been uh, I've been cutting out a lot of the uh, you know artifacts like that, a lot of the like mana artifacts and stuff. Not even so much because I don't think that they're powerful or anything, but I, you know, they're just not that exciting a lot of times. You know, and if you get them late game, then they're not going to have that that good impact. But uh, you know, and, and they're just so underwhelming if you get them late game. Like, you know, even if I get a three-drop creature uh, late game, and instead I'm probably going to be more excited about that. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I still run the Soul Ring. You have to in order to keep up with sure. all the tables yeah. and the Arcane Signet. But yeah, uh, the other Signets, all of these Mana Rocks, I've been doing the same thing of taking it out to keep synergy in the deck. Because if you're losing 10 slots to your deck to these mana rocks that they're helping accelerate but they're not really making your deck what it wants to be i just don't find them that exciting yeah Yeah, uh, exactly yeah i'd rather be doing my thing than you know progressing for a victory yeah and what does the decks need it listen there's always decks that need as much hey if you're playing an artifact artifact theme deck then you know you're you're golden and honestly it's probably going to be one of the more uh powerful decks at the table because of that even if, even if you're playing it budget but just because you can get some of these mana rocks out and they're gonna uh synergize with your other artifact stuff then uh it, you know you, you're probably gonna be ahead of the game yeah I, uh it's funny there's an artifact that i've been trying to get into a deck for the longest time it's called aeon engine are you familiar with this uh i'm not no. it's a five mana artifact it says Aeon Engine enters the battlefield tap. Its only ability is you can tap it, exile Aeon Engine, reverse the game's turn order. Oh, that's interesting. It's a, it's a weird thing, and I, I want to do it so badly. Yeah, but that's cool. I, I don't have a deck where yeah. it'll really take advantage of it. I don't really know what it'll do, but... I've been holding on to a copy, and every time I almost get it in a deck, it doesn't. Matter. I guess you know what would be kind of perfect to do with that is if okay here you go right oh no it's not it's not legendary but i if you could flash it in somehow on like pass the turn to your opponent and then flash it in yeah. uh and then you're going to reverse the turn order so it's going to come right the the next turn will be yours again yeah that's that's kind of how you want to play that i think <laughs> yeah so get like a videlkin orrery out early that way you do have that flash on it yeah i just there you go yeah know. yeah <laughs> we're, we're gonna make it work we'll force it in one and see how it you know nice. put it into practice see if yeah. it does something. yeah uh so uh you know we talked a little bit about uh you know what we're both playing in uh standard and alchemy and stuff on arena i talked a little bit about uh commander what what i uh, What's your your uh, your your favorite commander deck, or what's your kind of like uh, you know one or two two of your best ones? So, uh, commander has been a, a fun thing because you know my favorite commander decks are probably Henzi, Perforos, things where I can get big creatures out that draw me cards, do things, a lot of action, uh, fast and explosive commander scenarios. But I've also been having a lot of fun with the more uh, niche stuff. So I have the Will deck from Dungeons and yeah. Dragons. No, it's that's, that dice roll deck. Uh, that's from yeah, from Baldur's Gate. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a really cool deck. Yeah, that I, I think is <laughs> not what my I, not my colors. Is <laughs> what I look forward to playing the most sometimes um, because of the dice roll abilities. Everything mm. is always by chance. Some of my favorite commander cards are Mirror March or Sunbird's Invocation, um, or even how you were mentioning the Ultimatum, where every time it comes out, there's randomness to it. There's something that is unexpected. With Mirror March, you can get 10 copies of every creature you spell, uh, you cast, or you get one. You know, it, and it is what it is. However, cool. the, the chips lay is how it happens. Kind of the same with... Uh, um... What's that? What's the? I want to say it's a red elf uh, that gives you 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 like roll dice and it gives you copies of what yeah, you're casting. D- Delina, I Delina, think Delina, yeah. Oh, Dude. love that card. 
Yeah, I have That's her, in that deck, right? Oh, yeah, yeah I have her in Will. And if yeah. you have it where there's the, um, what's that, the Barbarian class? Yeah. And then there's also... Well, that's perfect for that deck as well. There's that little fairy that also lets you roll. So if you have three dice rolls going on... Nice. And you have Delina out, and you swing at something big enough, like, I don't know, maybe a ancient brass dragon, or, you know, ancient copper dragon, you know, something like yeah. that. You can get so many copies. Now, I know that when it's swinging and it makes the copies, it's not going to re-trigger. Oh, do you have do you the have dragons that? are on damage so yeah oh my god <laughs> what do you what do you have uh ancient copper dragon i have both i have copper dragon and silver dragon in that deck nice yeah so if, if you can get it where you're you know you get 13 of them out you know <laughs> <laughs> i know you were playing that as, so you get zero uh, even after rolling three dice you get zero you, know? you were originally playing that as a uh sort of budget deck i guess that was before you plug those dragons in there <laughs> yeah yeah that got huge upgrades that yeah. honestly will probably has my most expensive staples only because he's so variance and so high chance that i need something to keep him together but yeah, that definitely got powered up. To- totally, really, kind of the opposite of of the colors that I, I, uh, you know, uh, go go for for the most part. But um, I think that's a really cool deck. I think that's one of your cooler ones for sure. That, yeah. Uh, e- even though it's probably gonna get overwhelming, I I like seeing you go off with it. You know, I like I like seeing that, how it'll pop off, and, and it's a little bit of a lottery too. So I. Uh, you know, there's a chance that, you know, if your draws aren't what you want them to be, then it's not going to pop off right away. Kinda. Yeah. Well, well, now, so listen, the best card in that deck and one that you can put in any deck is Bucknard's Everfull Purse. I know you've seen it happen. It's that two mana artifact. Um, you can pay one and tap it, roll a D4 and create a number of treasure tokens equal to the result. And then it, uh, you pass it to the person to the right. Um, First off, the dice roll is cool. Getting treasures is cool, and passing it around and ev- watching everyone, you know, yeah. look forward to it yeah. and, and be <laughs> part of it, and suddenly it's engaging. But really, at the end of the day, it's helping you the most. All the while, adding a little extra to the game. So I great for that deck. One of my favorites to see in the hand, and uh, you know, and put is it that, in any deck. It's going to give you treasures. That's what everybody wants. Is that an expensive card? No, it's an uncommon. I'm sure you could get Bucknards. It's 20 cents right here on TCG Player. It's very cheap. It's pennies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But grab some. Put it in. You'll notice it'll it'll enhance the Commander game for sure. Yeah, it enhances the game, and it's just uh, that that, that's just fun stuff. It's not uh, not super competitive, but uh, you know, just. It, a lot of times, you you know that that's a big thing of your uh, commander playstyle as well. You're always giving cards uh, to the table. You're, you're always uh, you know putting stuff on opponents' battlefields and stuff. And <laughs> flump, man, flump is flump is the best. It's it's that zero four one in a white little uh, jellyfish yeah, yeah, yeah. to block, and you know it's got defender. But everyone, you know, you, come swing at me. We'll draw yeah. cards together, man. Let's well, that do it. Uh, Joel Joel has that deck, right? Uh, yeah, he has a uh, Gulch. Gulch. Oh, maybe that's uh, what I'm thinking. I think he did just bring yeah. that one up, though. Uh, uh, Glunch. Glunch, that's I right. Is, right. Yeah. Um, are they both jellyfish? Both jellyfish. Okay, yeah. I keep yeah. telling my wife I want to get Blump tattooed on my belly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and have, like, <laughs> just have it around my belly button and nice. little tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I'm guessing that she's a little, a little skeptical. <laughs> no, she's all for it. She's super excited for it. I'm just waiting for the, you know, the financial opportunity. You, you ever really make a bad play because we were drinking too much? Like, can, can you remember a play that you did where you're like, I can't believe I just threw the game like this so badly? Because... <laughs> I don't think it was a ga- like a game ender or anything like that, but I am thinking of a time when we were sitting at the commander table not too long ago with uh, me, you, Joel, and Mark, and uh, he was playing. Mark was playing his Hydra's deck, and he had a he had a Hydra that basically I think it said it can't be targeted. Uh, it can't be targeted or opponent sacrifices a creature or something like that 
and I just was being totally ignorant and targeted. <laughs> so it's, it's actually, so it's Gargos, his okay. commander. And what go. it says yeah. is, whenever a creature you control becomes the target of a spell, Gargos uh, fights up to one target creature mm. you don't control. The only problem is it's an 8-7. Right. So, you know, if you target any of his creatures, yeah. he has to fight Gargos. Which is right. a guaranteed kill, <laughs> pretty and, much. Yeah, and then he's got you know, yeah, yeah. Those, that Hydra deck is wild. Yeah, good deck, really good deck for sure. Yeah. Um, Monocolored, showing some real power. Yeah, know. yeah, definitely. I, uh, I, I'm not. I, I almost envy it because I, I'm not super into playing monocolored, but you know, if you go that route, it can make things pretty easy in terms of your mana base and stuff. Obviously. You know, um, I don't think he, he, he plays maybe some, some mana rocks in that deck, but I want to say all of, pretty much all of his lands are basics in that deck. Yeah. I mean, maybe he has the hideaway land, uh, that way he can yeah, quickly I get mean, out another. He might have one or two, but he, he's probably playing, uh, at least over 30 forests, <laughs> 30 yeah. basic far, forests. In there, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, mono is always a good way to do that because then you can, you know, invest on some other staples for it. And I don't know, like a Sylvan library or something in there. And I, yeah. I only have one Sylvan library. I recently purchased it. Actually, I got it from Mark. Uh, he had pulled the, uh, the Borderless and I got it from him. Oh, but, very cool. Yeah. But That's uh, a card I should have. <laughs> yeah. Although, you know, I, again, I, I got it fairly new. I've only cast it a few times, and it definitely killed me the one time. I was trying to yeah. be greedy because that's how yeah. everyone says to do it. Yeah. And uh, that damage builds up quick, and yeah. then I'm out of the game. Yeah. I would have rather been in the game with a smaller hand than, you know. <laughs> that, uh, I didn't love it. That happened to me with the uh, Bulls of Citadel the other day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's a good one. I love Bulls of Citadel. Of course you do. I'll kill myself with that it's, one. It's black. Yeah. <laughs> he says, it's okay if the card black. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> as long as it's, you know, really doing the job the right way. Uh, what other cards from the, from the set have you been enjoying in particular? Oh, man. So I really like Radagast, the brown. Haven't played it. Yeah. I, I haven't played it either. It's something that I'm interested in putting into a commander deck or maybe even doing a, uh, like a brawl commander on it. But uh, all right, so whenever Radagast the Brown or another uh, non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, look at the top X cards of your library, where X is the creature's mana value. You may reveal creature cards. Uh, you may reveal a creature card that doesn't share a creature type with a creature you control from among those cards and put it into your hand. Um, put the rest in the bottom of your library in any order. It's cool because every time you're playing a creature. You're getting to look for creatures. The catches, it can't be the same type of creatures, so no typo. You got to just, you know, have a broad set of decks, which allows for some fun stuff to happen. I like Radagast. I think for a four mana, two five, it's great to have out, you know, all this card advantage. And it's not powerful. So at the end of the day, you're not putting things right out in the battlefield. What's the uh, mana cost? Yeah. Uh, two green, green. Two green, green, two five. So yeah. it's a nice body. It's doing its thing, and it, it lets you dig without being a threat. It's it is, all value, no threat. It is a good uh, body with the, the top times five, for sure, man. You know, that'll matter. Yeah, and it'll kill some things. It, yeah. it, it keeps you protected. It's exactly what I think Radagast the Brown should do. Yeah. He's never a threat. He's, <laughs> he's there to help. Yeah. He's not there to help in anything crazy. He yeah. wants to very... As you I, I said, like it. Like as it. you said that, I kind of, I could, I could see that. I could see why they went that way with that, like the high, high toughness, low power. Yeah, you know. And the artwork's great. Yeah, his big old elk friend and oh, the squirrel. I'm gonna look at the artwork it. again. Yeah, that was yeah. really nice. I, uh, I have, I pulled an extended art of it. I'm trying to find a place to put it. He in. was always, I, you know what? I'm not, I'm not super hyped on the card. Honestly, I think it's, it's not powerful. Yeah. I think it's cool. It's just, uh, but but honestly, Radagast was always one of my favorite characters. Yeah, in in uh, the Lord of the Rings. All right, let me highlight one more from the Lord of the Rings set that I think is actually kind of powerful that people aren't really touching yet. Lobelia Sackville Baggins, two and a black, 
2-3 legendary creature halfling citizen. She has flash, she has menace, and whenever she enters the battlefield, exile target creature card from an opponent's graveyard that was put there from the battlefield this turn, then create X treasure tokens where X is the exile card's power. So a, a lot of people are doing graveyard stuff now. It's so easy to use your graveyard in Commander. I think for three mana, at instant speed with the flash, to enter and get rid of anything from a graveyard that is a threat, while also making you treasures equal to the sea. So you can ultimately ramp yourself more than you can ever think while getting away from a threat. And if it's not a threat in the graveyard, it's still ramping you at instant speed. And then, you know, she's a black creature, so you can use her to just sacrifice her once you're done with her. Use her as a chump blocker. She has menace, so she can deal damage. Maybe you tempt her. Maybe you do something. Um, I think for three mana, she's really something else. And there's nothing in her that reads power, but it's all value. You're getting rid of something from a graveyard. You're getting treasure tokens. You have a blocker. It's instant speed. You can deal damage if you need to. That sounds good, man. Yeah. I, What's the name of the card? Lobelia Sackville Baggins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sackville. <laughs> Sackville Baggins. She, she's, good. she's good. And then the, uh, the, the opposite of her is Rosie Cotton of South Plain. I think she's a really good card that yeah. will see more play. Yeah. Uh, more play. No, I enjoy play, playing that card. Um, yeah. so, gorgeous, gorgeous artwork, too. Her, her borderless is a little hardcore. But her original art, absolutely gorgeous. All right, this card is topical. <laughs> Palantir of Orthanc. You haven't played against it? No. Yet? Okay. Palantir of Orthanc. It's a three-mana legendary artifact, colorless. <clears throat> At the beginning of your end step, put in an influence counter on Palantir of Orthanc and scry two. Then, target opponent may have you draw a card. If that player doesn't, you mill X cards, where X is the number of influence counters on Palantir of Orthanc. And that player loses life equal to the total mana value of those cards. So, it's a, it's a lot for three mana. I love this card. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so you haven't? Have you played with it? Played played against? So it I, I I did end up playing against it actually yeah. on our pre-release night. When okay, we were at Nemesis. Okay, yeah, and um, it did cost me the game. It's amazing yeah. how it builds up, and a lot of the time you're like, well, he's definitely not drawing the card. So if he's scrying, he's not drawing. I'm not gonna let him pick that card. But it immediately you regret that with the damage. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. It's something. Um, I love it. I love that it's an expensive card. It's $9 right now. I really like People are seeing yeah. how cool it is and the weird things you can do with it. You know, and I if you're trying to mill, it. it's a win-win. <laughs> I gotta pick this up. Yeah. Do you have one? Yeah, I, I have two of them, actually. Oh. I have an extended art also. So, um, How much do you want? I'll give you my soul. We'll we'll figure something out. I don't need a soul. A few dollars. It's a cool card. It is. uh, The artwork's sick, too. It's so um, menacing. Whose hand is that? Sauron's. What is that in the movie? Sauron's. What is it? Pippin stared at that orb from uh, Saruman? And Gandalf, like, scolded yep. the shit out yep. of him. Yeah, I, I believe so. You yeah. dumb little hobbit! Yeah. <laughs> that was so bad. I felt yeah. bad for Pippin. I was curious. Uh, but it looked like that. That's That that orb is, like, what it looks yeah. like. Could, could yep. that have been... Could that be no, what that's, it is? That's, that's, that's what, what it is? is. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> yeah, man. That's cool. Basically. All right. Actually, I was curious. I believe... I believe there were three of the Palantirs. Oh yeah, look that's that a, look that up for and sure. That's Let's what see. I was wondering. They, they so they only made Palantir of Orthanc. And while while you're looking that up, let me just also mention one more shout out from the set. Uh, Old Man Willow, which is a two black green star star legendary creature tree folk. Uh, its power and toughness are equal to the number of lands you control. So obviously it'll come out as a four four or bigger if you have more lands. But whenever it attacks. 
You may sacrifice another creature or token. When you do, target creature and opponent controls gets negative two, negative two until end of turn. It might not be too good in Commander, but if you are playing Alchemy, if you're playing, um, if you get it in your sealed event, play this card. It grows, it could be an 8-8 for no problem at four mana. And whenever you're swinging with this 8-8, you can sacrifice a food token because they're everywhere. Give one of their opponent's creatures negative uh, two, negative two. You destroy the little guy that would have been the chump blocker. And now they have to choose, am I going to use a good creature to block with and lose it? Or I'm getting hit with an 8-8. So old man Willow, drafted every time. All right. I've got answers on the Palantir. All right, hit me. What do we got? <laughs> uh, a Palantir is one of several indestructible crystal balls from J.R.R. Tolkien's epic fantasy novel. Uh, it says they were made by elves of Valinor, and they would. Uh, there were at least eight. Seven of the stones were given to. Amandil of Numenor. Um, he took them to Middle Earth. So we're gonna say maybe there were seven. Seven in the yeah, in that's Middle a lot Earth. of them. Yeah, but we four got, were taken to Gondor. Uh, we got the one from Orthanc. Yeah. So let's do more more lord of the rings and uh make more palantirs <laughs> i'm sure if there's any opportunity for wizards to do more lord of the rings they're going to jump all over that yeah. cuz one they nailed it two i'm sure they are drowning in uh, profits from this yeah <laughs> i just went to you know the one ring was pulled i, I checked to go yeah. see if can i get another collectors box for a little less, cheaper this time and it's still in, over 400 yeah. there's wow. no touching wow. it at a normal collectors yeah. box yeah, yeah, no chance. You thought it would have gone down, but just it's a good set. No. Um, <clears throat> have you ever run across Brash Haunter? It's a a red legendary goblin with indestructible. Uh, let's see. I don't. I'm pretty sure it's ringing a bell right now. Look, look that you up. You know what? I did, but I might, I might, I might have played against it recently. So it's not legendary, but it's definitely... It's from Baldur's Gate. M21, actually. Okay. Brash Taunter is a four and a red, so five mana goblin. 1-1 mm-hmm. with indestructible. Whenever Brash Taunter's dealt damage, deals that much damage to target opponent. You can pay three mana and tap it and have it fight a target creature. What, what format were you playing this in, though? Commander. 100% commander. Oh, okay. Okay. So a five yeah. mana one one sucks, but anytime someone swings at you, you can block with this, and instead of you taking the damage, you can send that damage to an opponent. If you are in a pinch, you can pay that three mana and tap it to have it fight a massive creature, which immediately then sends it to another player. This- five mana, it's a lot. Something. This is also legal in Alchemy, then, because it was printed in Baldur's Gate as well. Was it printed in Baldur's Gate? Yeah. Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate. What? Does it have different artwork? Uh, I don't think so. That's crazy. Nope. Same artwork. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, listen, I don't know if there's that, that many... It's a lot of mana for one one goblin, but as you said, it's indestructible, and all you do with block is block with it, and then you send that damage to an opponent. Yeah, said. it's like a better stuffy doll, you know. Um, and I, I've been destroyed by it. I've used it to my advantage. If you're playing big red creatures, you want it in there to fight your own creature. Your own creature won't die. And now that creature's sending the damage out. So you can always swing with a creature. That creature's going to deal its damage before it deals the damage. You have the Brash Taunter fight it, deals that damage first, and then that other damage happens. It's, uh, it's cool. And it's yeah. a 1-1 indestructible. So if they have a problem creature that you need to keep from attacking you, you just keep on blocking with this. If you block a creature with Trample, with this. They can send it all. 
they're still going to send it right over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's your downside, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. This car. Yeah. But if they have trample and they swing at you, yeah. declare blocks mm-hmm. before damage happens, you pay the three mana and tap brash. Mm-hmm. It'll fight the thing with trample. Mm-hmm. And then all that trample damage, you can at least send back the, before the damage hits it again. Send back. So if, if it fights it, it'll quote unquote deal the total damage of the power of the creature yeah so if it's fighting a 12 12 a trample Mm -hmm. it's gonna have to take 12 damage during that fight right and now it's taking 5 12 damage sending that you can send it right back to the opponent okay and then the combat damage happens Mm -hmm. and even if they designate only the one damage to you you're Mm -hmm. sending one more damage pass so yeah you know if you take 11 they took 13 yeah oh perfect yeah Okay. It's a great deterrence. Good value. That's, also, that's yeah. solid value. So you gotta play, but you gotta play this right. Yeah. It's also great for like at the end of the games when everyone's at like six life, 12 life, five mm-hmm. life, and you have a brash taunter out. You control the board state. Because mm-hmm. if, you know, if there's a six, six out and someone's at four life, mm-hmm. at instant speed, you can kill them. So they, they have to play around the fact that yeah. any aggression they show towards you. Yeah. It's guaranteed death before anything actually happens. That's and a really it's indestructible. It's so. a really solid uh, five drop goblin, and it's uh, seventy five cents right yeah. now. And I love the artwork. He's so angry. He's an angry, <laughs> angry little goblin. He is. So yeah, try, try it out. I'm, I promise you, if you have it out for a while, you'll find some crazy things to do with brash on. Okay. You know, here you go. Is uh, did you know that black market connections is legal in uh, Alchemy? <laughs> Bro, I was literally gonna mention black market connections as the card I'm forcing, but still can't get to work. <laughs> really? That's funny. Yeah, but oh, okay. So I didn't know yeah. that it was legal in yeah. that. That's crazy. That it was. Um, that was, I guess, a commander's card from. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And it was put, put into it in arena. Anyway. That really is? Yeah. It's in I, arena? I don't know. Was it not printed in the in the regular set? No, I'm pretty sure it was in a commander. Deck. It was only commander. Yeah. And I recently bought one for a vast amount of money. Well, I, it was like twenty five dollars or something. That's more than I want to ever spend. A single I, I don't yeah. like spending more than twenty on a card. Yeah. And um watching it get played, I'm like, okay, it's doing things. Yeah. But like, was it worth this amount of money? Like, I could I could draw cards I for do like the card know. though. That's it, a good card. Yeah, yes. I, <laughs> I mean, it is good. It's in- a Phyrexian Arena if you only play it for the one mode. I like so, Phyrexian Arena. That's a good. But one. is it twenty five dollars worth? Exactly. Right. I can get a Phyrexian Arena. So although it's Phyrexian got, used to be over ten, so some good. It's got some good synergy or got got some good strategy because you can. You know, I uh, it's it's flexible. You can play it for three different modes, um, but you can't really keep hitting it for that. You know, third mode for the shapeshifter because it's three life. And how many times are you going to do that when you only have twenty life? Basically, right. right. And I know you can choose any number. You don't have to only choose one. You can choose any of you know multiple of three. Right. You can choose all three if you want. And it's good. I, I get it's good at three mana, reoccurring, it's all good. It just, um, every time I'm thinking about it being phenomenal, it just kind of ends up hurting me more than it is. Can, but it might just be the scenario. Can so you? I'll try it again. I wasn't playing it like that on uh, on Arena when I was playing it. Like, oh, bro, I'm pretty sure you could choose that. all the options. I don't know. Maybe it was giving the option that I was just hitting submit on with only one. Yes, yeah, I was getting even less. Va- I was getting less value out of it than it than it even has. If it, if that's uh, how so it plays on arena, black market connections it reads. So it's two and a black enchantment. At the beginning of your pre combat main phase, choose one or more. You could choose all three. Uh, you lose one life. Create a treasure token. Draw a card. You lose two life. Or create a three two colorless shapeshifter creature uh, with changeling. You lose three life. So, so ultimately. It's you're getting a treasure, you're drawing a card, you're getting a 3-2, but you're losing 6 life. 
it, it's got to be good if you can get it down on turn three or something like that, essentially. Because right. especially if you go for the, first, treasure the first two options, right. I would say if you do bo- both of those in the eye, uh, you're losing three life, but you're getting a treasure and throwing a card. Okay. And yeah, maybe, I'm sold right there. You know, yeah. yeah. And maybe, uh, maybe you're playing some life gain so that you can you know, negate the life cost, basically. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's a good <laughs> card for sure. Listen, I like it. And yeah. right now I see it, it's at $17. All right, let me get like another copy of that yeah, all around right now, in yeah. paper and on a <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad to see it went down instead of going up because yeah. it is a good card, but I don't know if it was at $30 good. Yeah. 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 No, I like it though. And I, and I like the theme of it as well. You know, I just like the, uh, the, uh, Sort of. Uh, uh, I lo- I love using my life total as a resource. You know, I, I know <laughs> right, I, I already yeah. said Sylvan Library yeah. isn't good, and this thing I'm <laughs> contradicting. But no, but you sword, love I will. But you love Bullets to Citadel, though. So. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I lost at a PTQ whatever the hell because of Bells and Lock, Demon Lord Bells and Lock, and I could have won, but instead I let him trigger and I, I killed myself. Over Bells on trigger because I will pay life for great incentive. <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, so, yeah, Black Market Connections, good card. Uh, I'm still trying to find a way where it's fantastic. It hasn't done anything good for me, but I'm going to keep on forcing it. It's got to happen. You know, it's a good I think card. it's such a good card, personally, and uh, I want to play more of it for sure. Yeah. Uh, you ever play. Uh, Gang up, I think it's, it's no, called. No, no, I don't yeah. think so. What's that set from? It's I, I'm not sure what set it's from, but uh, it's uh, I want to say exit X in a black, where uh, your opponent and uh, your your opponent can pay X mana to help you cast it and deal damage to a creature. Oh, so that must have been a battle bond card. Battle I don't know. So, it sounds like it could be it, yeah. but it sounds like a U, a U type card. But yeah. anyway, I uh, all right, everybody. Hope uh, hope you're having a great summer, and uh, we'll we'll see you next time. Yeah, um, thanks for sticking with us while we uh, we really really brewed through this multiverse today. <laughs> I'm, I'm finishing on my magic hat. It was some good conversations and. Uh, We'll see you next week to continue. To continue growing through the multiverse. See you next time. Godspeed. Bye. <laughs>